Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we are continuing our discussion on theological controversies, coming to the topic of living by faith or by works. Now, we know we're saved by faith. We already discussed that. But how should we live? Do we live by faith or do we live by works? And this question generally comes up um, as if we're living by one or the other. And that if you're living by works, you're not living by faith. And if you're living by faith, you're not living by works. Let's take a look at what the scripture says. Habakkuk chapter 2 in verse 4 kind of sums up the whole idea of living by faith. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. And so the thought is the righteous lives by faith. So if we want to be righteous, we must live by faith. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? And the implication here is that we don't need to worry about tomorrow or what uh, we'll have tomorrow, but instead we live by faith. Does that mean that the, we have no works? Does that mean we sit here and live by faith? Now, I've heard a story, it's a fictional story, of someone who is in the middle of a flood. They're sitting on, or they're in their house, and the floods are starting to rise, and the news flashes across the screen saying there is a flood coming, and there's an evacuation, a, a uh, voluntary evacuation. And the person in the house says, well, I, I, I'll stay in my house and, and just have faith that God will protect me. And then a little further on, the police come by and say, it is now a mandatory evacuation. The floodwaters are on their way. Your house will be destroyed if you do not leave. Your life could be in danger. It's a mandatory evacuation. person says, I think I'll just stay here and um, have faith that God will protect me. Now the floodwaters come in and... The, uh, the flood waters are getting higher, and so he moves to the second floor of, uh, second floor of his house, and um, a boat comes by with some uh, rescuers in it and offers to take him. And he says, no, I'm, you know, thank you for the, the offer, but I'm going to stay here and have faith that God will rescue me. Uh, floodwaters continue to rise. He gets on the roof of his house. Now a helicopter comes by. And the helicopter wants to save him. The rescuers want to save him. And he says, I'm, no, I'm going to have faith that God will save me. And the floodwaters cover the house. He's pulled off the roof and eventually he dies in the flood. When he meets God, he says, God, I had faith. Why didn't you save me from this flood? And God says to him, I sent you a news article. I sent you the police, I sent you a boat, 
I sent you a helicopter. I tried to save you. And obviously that's a fun thing, but it's, it's getting to the point of, is faith something we do in opposition to our works? Let's continue on in Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 to 31. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Peter didn't have faith that when God told him what he would do, that it would actually happen. This happened again uh, in Matthew chapter 8, where they're in a boat, and, and Jesus is with them in the boat, and the storm comes up, and they don't have faith that they're going to survive. Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 and 22, And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Now, verse 22 has been used out of context many times by the prosperity gospel group that says, see, if you pray for anything in his name, he'll give it to you. If you pray for a new car, new house, um, your business success, um, lots of money, um, fame, fortune, good looks, whatever. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying this is a blanket check and you are now God and he is your genie. He is saying if you have faith, you if you ask things in prayer, you must ask in faith. But what does that mean? What are we allowed to have faith in and what are we not? Let's continue on to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, each one of these things, including 2 Corinthians 5, 7, which is uh, talking about our ultimate salvation when we're in um, heaven with Christ, and all of these things are talking about having faith in something specific. And that is in a promise of God, in the words of God, in the word of God itself. Uh, whether that's the word of God, the scriptures, or whether that is um, in Christ himself as the word incarnate. Now we're going to move to the book of Galatians. And the book of Galatians is all about living by faith. In fact, in, in chapter 2, he says, have you started by, by uh, faith and now completing your salvation by works? No. Um, and that's at the beginning of chapter 2. Further on down in chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, 
who loved me and gave himself up for me. Again, this faith in the Son of God is in the work of Jesus Christ. This faith is in what Christ did for us. This faith is not just in whatever we choose. This faith is in something that is um, already been revealed. It has already been revealed by God. Ephesians 6, 16 talks to us about taking up the shield of faith so that we can quench the fiery darts of the evil one. Now, what does that mean? Quench the fiery darts of the evil one. What darts is he throwing at you? Those darts are trying to get us away from Christ. They're temptations to sin. They're, they're um, temptations to believe lies. And instead of believing what God has already told us, which is that we should live by righteousness and not by the works of the flesh, which are sinful, and that we should trust his word when he says that he will save us. Now, let's give a definition of faith. The definition of faith given in Scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Is it anything you hope for? Is it anything not seen? Well, when you go through this chapter, you're going to see that the person who had faith time and time again, all these different people, by faith Abraham, by faith David, by faith Moses, by faith Gideon, all sorts of people in the Old Testament, what was their faith in? A command of God. Their faith was in exactly what God had promised. So let's go to works now. How do works play with our faith? Are we just to have faith and have no works like our illustration of the person with the flood? Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now here, Jesus is saying that your good works will bring glory to God when other people see them. So how does that play with faith? John chapter 3. John chapter 3, this is just after the famous verse of John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, speaking clearly about faith in Christ. Down in verse 19, this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. In the same passage, he's talking about faith, but he's also talking about works. 
Now, we've already talked about that works do not save you. We are saved only by faith. We cannot work our way to heaven. However, he's showing here that we have works, and those works separate us from the ungodly. Let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verses 39 through 41. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, this Abraham do not, did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. These deeds uh, were contrary to the deeds of Abraham. What were the deeds of Abraham? By faith, he sacrificed his, or went to sacrifice his son, Isaac. By faith, he went into the promised land and left his, his family behind. See, by faith, he did works. You see where we're starting to get to now. John chapter 10, verses 37 and 38. If you do not do the works, or if, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Jesus is saying, believe me by faith that I am from God. But if you don't, at least believe the works that I did. Because the works show the faith. The works show where I've come from. Romans chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each person according to his deeds. To those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and indignation. He's saying these deeds are different between those who are going to life and those who are going to eternal wrath and indignation. So the deeds are different. Is he saying that deeds save you? No, he's not saying that. But he's saying that they are important. They're very important. In fact, in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, where it talks about the seven churches, most of the churches, he says, I know your deeds. I know your works. And sometimes I know your love. I know your faith. I know all sorts of things. But I know your deeds. I know whether they're good. I know whether they're bad. It's kind of like the, the um, parable of the sheep and the goats. The difference between the sheep and the goats was how they treated Christ, how they reacted to Christ. James chapter 1 and chapter 2 talk a lot about faith and 
he goes on and says, we need to not only have faith, but we need to do as well. He, he blends this well, and I encourage you to read through chapters 1 and 2. You'll see it coming together when he finally gets to the famous passage in chapter 2 about faith and works. But in chapter 1, he's saying uh, that you need to be a doer of the word and not merely a hearer only. Because if as he says, in, and he brings it out in chapter 2, um, what use is it then, my brethren, verse 14, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works, can that faith save him? Well, we're not talking about salvation, but he brings back the same point that in verse 17, even so faith, if it has no works, is dead being by itself. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith but without the works and I will show you my faith by my works. You see, the only way someone can see your faith is by seeing your works. They don't see you sitting on the roof waiting for God to somehow miraculously deliver you when he's sent many other methods. They see your works. Your works should be a result of your faith. Your, your works should come out of faith. So do I live by faith or do I live by works? The answer is a resounding yes. I live by faith, but because... I live by faith, that produces good works in my life, or should. Revelation chapter 2, one of the churches we spoke of earlier, verse 19, the church of Thyatira, and he says, I know your deeds, and your love, and faith, and service, and perseverance, and that your deeds of late are greater than at first. See, their deeds were getting greater and greater as far as their impact, as far as their uh, righteousness, because he knew their faith. Because they had faith, they did works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For we are saved by faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But then there's verse 10 that says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. See, they all work together. So do we live by faith or do we live by works? Well, primarily we live by faith, but because we live by faith, we do works. The difference is we don't do the works to appease God. We do the works because of what God has done for us. Because of our faith, we do the works. That is the difference in the works. Why you do the works is the important part, not whether you do the works. John 6, um, 28 and 29 
Therefore they said to him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? They're speaking to Jesus here, and he says in verse 19, Jesus answered, or 29, excuse me, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And Jesus, knowing that faith in him, faith in Christ, will produce the right kind of works. That is the kind of works he's, he's looking for. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Our faith is in the power of God, not in some man, not in some work we've seen. The works draw us to faith and then, as a result of faith, we, in turn, do works. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm.